0: Joshua L. Chamberlain Civil War Museum, and opened their home to me whenever I visited there. My thanks also to my daughter, Ruth Wise Shaw, Cincinnati, Ohio, who read every chapter as it was written, gave excellent comments, and exhibited an unwavering faith in my writing. I am also grateful to Alan Gaff and Maureen Gaff, Fort Wayne, Indiana, Wilda Skidmore and Richard Skidmore, Castle, Indiana, and Carol Colombo of Indianapolis, who read the manuscript upon its completion and gave valuable advice. Maureen Gaff also proofread the manuscript. Gary W. Gallagher, head of the History Department at Pennsylvania State University, gave his excellent counsel and encouragement, and Harry W. Fonts, former historian at Gettysburg National Military Park, made very helpful suggestions. Abbott Speer of Warren, Maine, grandson of Brevet Brigadier General Ellis Speer, 20th Maine, generously made available to me copies of his grandfather's Civil War diaries and the carte de visite of several members of the regiment. He also provided me with his grandfather's view of the Battle of Fredericksburg and other material. Theodore S. Johnson of Falmouth, Maine, grandson of Major Holman S. Melcher, 20th Maine, made identifications and allowed me to use the 20th Maine-Gettysburg reunion photograph from his collection." A. A. Warlam, of Saddle River, New Jersey, first permitted me access to the Chamberlain letterbook and other related material, which he subsequently donated to the Pajepscot Historical Society, Brunswick, Maine. My distinguished predecessors in recounting the life of General Chamberlain, John J. Pullen, author of The Twentieth Maine, Willard M. Wallace, who wrote Soul of the Lion, and Robert M. Cross, writer of Joshua Lawrence Chamberlain, 1945 Senior Essay, Bowdoin College, have generously extended their hospitality, goodwill, and advice. Special thanks are due Bowdoin College President Emeritus A. Leroy Greeson, Bowdoin Librarian Arthur Monk, and the Honorable Rodney Quinn, Main Secretary of State, for many courtesies they extended. I am also indebted to my friends the Pajepscott Historical Society Board of Trustees for reserving the contents of the Chamberlain Letter Book and the daguerreotype of Mrs. Chamberlain for my use. John P. Mullooly, M.D., and William H. Annesley, Jr., M.D., both of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, gave me expert professional opinions about General Chamberlain's wound at Petersburg. John H. Weinmiller of Cheyenne, Wyoming, consulted on the maps. In my research in person and by mail, the expertise of the staffs of many institutions was indispensable. All were courteous and helpful. My expressed appreciation to them cannot be considered enough. Sylvia Sherman, Director, Archive Services, Maine State Archives. Paul Rivard, Director, Jane Radcliffe, Assistant, Maine State Museum. Constance Holling, Head Librarian, Brewer Public Library. Susan White, Head of Adult Services, Bangor Public Library. Sally A. Corbris, Assistant Librarian, Bangor Theological Seminary Library. Janice L. Haas, Reference Librarian, Rutherford B. Hayes Presidential Center. The Reverend William Imus and his staff, First Parish Church, Brunswick, Maine; William Toner and Elizabeth J. Miller, directors; Thomas Gaffney, curator; Lisa Fink and Gregory Kendall Curtis, assistant curators; and Margot McCain, librarian, Maine Historical Society, Portland, Maine; Eric C. Jorgensen, director, Pajepscott Historical Society; David Bray and Peter Balls, curators. Joshua L. Chamberlain, Civil War Museum, Brunswick, Maine. Russ A. Pritchard, Director, War Library and Museum, Military Order of the Loyal Legion of the United States, Philadelphia. Louise T. Jones, Manuscript and Archives Librarian, Historical Society of Pennsylvania, Philadelphia. Dorothy Allen, Director, Lackawanna Historical Society, Scranton, Pennsylvania. John R. Claridge, Executive Director, and Helen R. Andrews, Librarian, Erie County Historical Society, Erie, Pennsylvania. Eric S. Flower, Head, Special Collections Department, and Janet Tobrake, Graduate Assistant, Raymond H. Fogler Library, University of Maine, Orono, Maine. Eva Mosley, Curator of Manuscripts, and Anne Engerhart, Assistant Curator of Manuscripts, Schlesinger Library, Radcliffe College. Sister M. Lawrence Franklin, RSM, Archivist, Mercyhurst College Library. In addition, Diane Gutcher and Susan Ravden, Special Collections Room Curators at Hawthorne Longfellow Library, Bowdoin College, gave unstintingly of their time and expertise over several years. Kathleen George Harrison, Chief Historian, Thomas Harrison, Former Chief Historian, and John Heiser, Gettysburg National Military Park. Ms. Harrison made certain that I saw all the relevant material, old and new, in the park files and library. John Davis and Christopher M. Calkins, Park Historians, Petersburg National Battlefield. Mr. Calkins was particularly helpful in recommending sources and consulting on maps, especially that of Five Forks, Virginia. Richard Summers, Archivist Historian, and Michael J. Whiney, Curator, U.S. Army Military History Institute, Carlisle Barracks, Pennsylvania. James H. Hudson, Chief, and David Wigder, Assistant Chief, Library of Congress, Leroy Bellamy, Photography Division, and Michael Music, Army-Navy Branch, National Archives. I am also very grateful to the following individuals for various contributions. Howard F. Kenny, Brewer, Maine. L. M. Sturdivant, North Belgrade, Maine. John Haskins, Warren Randall, Emory Booker, and Philip S. Wilder, Brunswick, Maine. Sally W. Rand, Freeport, Maine, Jane Nolan, Stephen F. Belcher, Rudolph K. Hurl, Peter Carmichael, George Siskind, Ellie Siskind, Robert E. Curie, DDS, Thomas Plimpton, Marilyn Hoffman, John Hoffman, Fayez Tushan, M.D., James S. Brown, M.D., William D. Wise and David C. Wise, all of Indianapolis, Indiana, James R. Wright and Myra E. Wright of Columbiana, Ohio, Vicki Heilig, Germantown, Maryland, Charlene Stull and Gladys Alcorn, Waterford, Pennsylvania, Christine Alling, Richmond, Virginia, F. Harmon Fernie, Chillicothe, Ohio, formerly of Gettysburg. I am indebted for permission to publish illustrations and quotations from books, manuscripts, and collections from these individuals and institutions. John J. Pullen, Theodore S. Johnson, and Abbott Spear, Brewer Public Library, Brewer, Maine, Bangor Public Library, Bangor, Maine, First Parish Church, Brunswick, Maine, Hawthorne Longfellow Library, Bowdoin College, Sterling Memorial Library, Yale University, Raymond H. Fogler Library, University of Maine, Schlesinger Library, Radcliffe College, Maine State Archives, Maine State Museum, Pajapscott Historical Society, Maine Historical Society. My former teachers, Miss Rebecca S. Grubb, Logan Demonstration School, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, in 1945, and Miss Ella C. Sengenberger, Director of Journalism at Arsenal Technical Schools, Indianapolis, Indiana, in 1950-51, stimulated me to the sustaining belief that I could write, for which I am forever grateful. It has been a pleasure to work with Matthew Hodgson, Director of the University of North Carolina Press, and his staff. Besides approving the inclusion of a large number of photographs and maps, they have evinced a great deal of commitment to this book. Ron Mayner, the assistant managing editor and my project editor, and Mary Reed, copy editor, have worked expertly with courtesy, tact, and patience, while making excellent suggestions. I thank them all for their help through the unfamiliar publishing process. Finally, I would be remiss if I did not acknowledge that Morris Schaff, Union Civil War officer, suggested a part of my dedicatory phrasing in his book, The Sunset of the Confederacy. Alice Raines Trulock, Indianapolis, Indiana, July 1991 Prologue, 1913 I went, it is not long ago, to stand again upon that crest whose one day's crown of fire has passed into the blazoned coronet of fame to look again upon the rocks whereon were laid, as on the altar, the lives of Vincent and O'Rourke. The old man in a black suit stood remembering on the low hill, a short distance below the small crossroads town in southeastern Pennsylvania. Although his back was still ramrod straight, a cane steadied his slight limp, one consequence of an old and terrible wound. His mustache and the hair that touched his collar and back were ivory white now, but they had just begun to gray the first time he saw this rock-strewn height nearly fifty years before. Then the fate of the United States had hung in the balance on a stifling hot day in July. Now the names of Gettysburg and Little Round Top had long passed into the nation's storied history. They were as familiar to its children as those of Bunker Hill and Lexington were to him as a schoolboy. Dead Colonels Vincent and O'Rourke were still on the hill, but now transfigured in bronze sculpture— O'Rourke on the spot where he had lain still and white in death, and Vincent, whose general's promotion came too late for his knowing, looking forever toward the direction of the oncoming Confederates.